Welcome to Raising Connections. I'm your host, Ray Shan Mayer. This is the program where we talk about all of the connections between your critters, companions, commerce, and agriculture. And this week, as always, we have a fun and interesting guest. Alice, welcome in. Thank you. Alice Raskin, you are part of the Mount Airy Main Street Association, MAMSA, and the Farmer's Market in Mount Airy, Maryland. Yes, I am. You are knee-deep, ankles, waist, ears deep in this. Yes, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I think you are the face associated with a good part of this. The buy local, be local movement, our local communities, really important stuff. Yes, they definitely are. With the Mount Airy Main Street Association, we try to bring in local, everything local, and it doesn't have to be downtown. It okay. could be the local environs. And then with the farmer's market, it's a centerpiece of the community and downtown Mount Airy. So we are trying to bring people down in to experience downtown and to also experience locally grown, locally produced farm fresh products. We have so many connections to make and so much to talk about. It's a way to show how farmers markets are important to the community. It's it's also a way to show that your local footprint or the green footprint is smaller. So if you are going to your grocery store, you will find that you're getting produce from California or Florida. Sure. So you're not making that 3,000 mile trip or the the 900 mile trip down to Florida. You are getting something with a smaller footprint, carbon footprint. So you would be able to, if you picture how many uh, stops your produce makes along the way, that it goes from the farmer to a local warehouse, then it goes on a truck, and then it, it probably makes five stops at least before it gets to the grocery store. So it's had a busy day before it ever hits the grocery store? Yes, definitely. So with your farmers, they're picking it, they're bringing it to the market, so it's direct sales. So the carbon footprint's a big deal in the transportation. And in sometimes when I go to the grocery stores or some of the box stores, and I pull those things out, and it's Mexico, it's South America. Right. It, they're bringing it in from different places. Right. And that transportation is the carbon footprint that you're talking about. Yes, yes. Important stuff. Yeah, so there are a lot of issues surrounding carbon footprint. You also might be talking about how it's grown. Okay. So if they're using certified organic or naturally grown, they're not using any pesticides or herbicides, but then you have integrated pest management, IPM. Yes. So that's using a lower level form of herbicides or pesticides where they're not as harmful to the environment or to people. There are different forms of it, but that's where we're not adding to the carbon footprint either, or we're not adding harmful things to the environment. So there would be two parts of that carbon footprint. One would be the transportation piece of it, and the other would be the IPM, the Integrated Pest Management System. So the growing practices, the herbicides, and all of that comes together to reduce it to maybe a toe print instead of a footprint. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if that's a coined term or not. It's a toe print versus a footprint. We just invented that term. Maybe it's a heel print. You never know. Some of us walk on our toes, some of us walk on our heels. But it reduces. Yeah, it reduces the footprint to the environment. With the downtown market, we've had natural grown, certified organic, and then we have folks that use the IPM methods as well. And so we do have a certain population that wants that naturally grown or certified organic, but we find, unfortunately, that 
they don't do as well at the market because they have to charge more. Okay, that makes sense. So they don't get enough out of the field because some of their produce or whatever is run by either the pest or or even mold or whatever you might have. So let's break this down just a little bit because you opened up a whole can of worms, whether they're organic or not, I don't know. But let me ask some questions. When you have someone coming to a farmer's market, do they have to be an organic grower or is that a place to find the organic growers? When you have patrons coming to the market, some of them want the organically grown because they might have health issues that they can't uh, consume different products because they're not grown organically. If I am somebody who's listening to the program and says, oh, I would like to be part of the Mount Airy Mountain Street Market, do I need to be an organic grower to be no. there? No. Okay. No. So we've had organic growers or naturally grown. There are two or three different designations, certified organic, and then there's a couple others okay. out there that are not as stringent certified organic. There are a lot of hoops you have to go through. So with that, like you have to be pesticide and herbicide free for like three se- to is it seven years, six maybe? years or something. something like that. So lots of different levels of right. organic and each of those labels contains different rules and regulations. Right. right. But it's not absolutely necessary. So if I wanted to be a supplier or come to purchase things, I wouldn't necessarily be required to supply organic foods. Right. Got it. Okay. Coming back in to the farmer's market, this is a way to offer people both organic produce that is local, but the suppliers do not have to be organic. It's something that a population who's attending the market really wants to have and it's something that they find value in. And it's a connection other than a CSA for that connection to happen. Right. Because part of the Mount Area Association as well as the market is a place to make connections. Yes, definitely. So we've got the footprint down to a smaller size because we're buying local and we've got integrated pest management practices that are going on. And this is a way... If I understand the history of farmers markets correctly, it's a way for farmers to sell direct. Yes. Is there advantages to that other than the carbon footprint? Yes. With the direct, you get that that relationship growing. A lot of the farmers are asked about their families. Their families come and they help out. So you get to really become part of this close-knit community within the market. Fun. We're keeping the footprint down. We're buying local. We're being local. We're having relationships. I know in farmers markets that I've attended in the past, there's been times one week I will come and say, you know what? These little zucchinis are really cute and nice, but I want the great big zucchini. Could you bring me a three pounder because I want to make loaves of bread. And I like the old zucchinis for Mm -hmm. that, not the little ones. And the next week, there's my zucchinis. It's almost as if I put in an order for custom grown zucchinis. Do you find people doing such crazy things? Yes. Yes, we do. We do. So we have this year, we have two farmers or three farmers in the market. So a farmer's market's not just produce. So okay. so we so, have more than that, but we have three produce farmers in the market. The one that's been there all along since 2016 is from Pennsylvania. It's right over the, the line in Adams County. So she will get people asking her for certain items and then she'll bring them the next week. They're well known and people call them Amish. They're actually they're not Mennonite, they're brethren, but they have formed a really good relationship with the, the community. The other two produce vendors are well known for their products, but 
that's the one people flock to because they know what they can ask for a certain product and she'll bring it the next week. So it's almost a sub niche within the niche. It's a micro niche. Yeah. Yeah. So three producers, do they have different items? Are they all giving (laughs) tomatoes or is it all that they have something a little bit different? How does that work? This one does have a wide variety. Pong's Orchard is one that's local and they're in Howard County. They're well known for their Asian pears. Okay. And they also have perfected growing citrus trees in, in Maryland. In Maryland. So that's they, impressive. So, you know, they're they're potted citrus trees, but they've perfected that. But folks have gone to them to uh, find out about how to grow Asian pears. So Al Pong who now is deceased, but he was the expert in the state of Maryland on Asian pears. So his his family has continued in the orchard business, and they're out of the Fulton, Maryland area. So the depth of that relationship spans multiple lifetimes. It does. And that relationship that comes that community through the farmer's market really speaks to longevity. Right. So this isn't something where one season you're going to see one group of people, next season you're going to see another group of people. There might be some flux and some change, but it's an established market with roots, if you will, into the community because they are from the community. Yeah. So I have to ask, I know we have lots of other questions and we're getting a little bit away from what we talked about in the beginning, but how far reaching is local considered? Well, it depends on who you ask. Absolutely. So I consider what I'm trying to do is stay within my vendors. I want them within 50 miles. Okay. I prefer them closer. Uh, The one out of Pennsylvania is just at the 50 mile mark, like 49.3 or something. Oh my, okay. And then we did have Angelina's Crab Cakes. Okay. And they're located in Baltimore County. Crabbing and packing facility is on Ken Island. A little more than 50 miles. So that's like 70 miles. Okay. But, you know, you can't get much closer than that. (laughs) Crabs don't grow inland. (laughs) No, they don't. I guess you could, but typically not. So we had them for a couple of years and then COVID hit. So they had to drop out of the market. You know, they brought that seafood aspect, the market, and people have been asking about them too. Like, when are they coming back? So about 50 miles is the local radius considered for this farmer's market. Yeah. Each farmer's market would have their own own radius that they would consider. Right, right. Okay. So with another market that I helped out with in Prince George's County, they had they had a produce from Colonial Beach, Virginia, which was about 75 miles from them. And then, you know, the further south you get, the, the more produce you're going to get earlier. Makes and sense. you're going to have it later, too, because of the climate. Although, right now, with climate change, you might have a longer growing season in Maryland, too. But. You never know. We just roll with it. We, <laughs> yeah. You get what you get, and you don't throw a fit, is what I was told growing up. Yeah. So who decides, and how does this run in the background? When we come back, let's talk about what kind of vendors you might find at a farmer's market, and Who's making those decisions? Join me, Rayshan Mayer, from Mariah Belmander Kennel, for our new adventure, Living Life Tales Up podcast, combining everyday life with what goes on at the kennel and farm, a bit of humor, some ideas, and some positive happy bubbles. We're living tails up, nose down, and staying on track. We hope to see you on Living Life Tales Up for five to ten minutes worth of happy, happy bubbles shooting out there in the atmosphere. See you soon. 
Welcome back to Raising Connections. I'm your host, Ray Shan Mayer. This morning, we have a fun and informative guest with us, Alice Raskins. Good morning. Hi. And you're from? I am from the Mount Airy Main Street Farmer's Market. You have got hands in all kinds of buy local, be local, Mount Airy stuffs in our local areas. You are enlightening us this morning on what it is to run a farmer's market and a Main Street Association and the intricacies behind that. So if we are a consumer and a producer and we want to make that connection with our clients. We want to be the person who can go in and put that zucchini order in and really know where our food's coming from, build those community roots. What do we expect when we go to the Main Street, Mount Airy farmer's market or a farmer's market like it? What should we be expecting? Is it just produce? No, no. So we have a variety of products. We have fruits and vegetables, berries, but we also have produced items. So if you're looking for value-added foods, which is as the term, we have sauerkrauts, pickles, and fermented products like that. We also might have cheese. So that's a value-added product from the dairy curd. And then you might have meats, so bacon or hams or pork, beef, turkey, chicken, and duck. A variety of farm-fresh value-added foods. That are all within usually 50 miles unless they have to be grown in water and that water's not near us. Right, right. Interesting. Not only is it a place to develop connections, but it's a place to get your whole meal and your dinner. It's a place that you can do shopping locally and Mm -hmm. get to know people. One of the things that I think is special to Mount Airy is because, in the connection, if you will, it is in a very unique area amongst four counties. Right. And that's both challenging and rewarding. And it's also tends to be a bit transient in population that it's located there on a major interstate. And we have a lot of people who come to the area and work elsewhere. Right. And as those transfers happen, people can move in and out of neighborhoods on a, not a regular basis, but on an ongoing basis. We tend to have new faces and faces that come and stay. Is the farmer's market a place to meet and greet and get to know people and into the community? Absolutely. Absolutely. So what we do, as I was saying before, we are the centerpiece of the community. And when I'm marketing the market, like each night, when I put the the newsletter this week at the market on the website, I'm sharing it through Facebook, but I'm not just sharing it to our local Facebook groups. I'm reaching out to Baltimore County and Northern Virginia and up into Pennsylvania and reaching out through probably about 75 mile radius because you don't just market to your base, you're marketing to bring people in. So for the downtown area, for the Manary Main Street, we want people to come and shop not just come to the farmer's market, but to shop, dine, tour, and enjoy. And so what we have there is we're we're bringing in the community. So one of our bakers recently said, we're noticing people that are from Baltimore County and from this area, and they're just, they want to come to a small town farmer's market. We're selling out every week. So they're noticing that. And at other farmer's markets, they might not do as well because they're just getting the base the people that are just there local. Interesting. And But the farmer's market is more than just the produce and the baked goods and the meats and the cheeses. There's also activities. Yes, yes. So, so we, it's almost an event, not just a market. Definitely an event. We might have different uh, groups that come in. We might have Carroll County Master Gardeners who come in 
once a month, and they will ask the master gardener is what it's called. Okay. And so you can ask them all this gardening advice, how to grow different plants or flowers. I can find out how to make the June beetles go away, and if those bags yes. hanging closer, yes. good idea or bad idea. Right, yeah. So they know all of that. And then we have the Mount Airy Sustainability Commission that comes in the last Wednesday of every month. And they also are talking about sustainable products and our ways to be sustainable. And then they're also, they've brought in some folks to talk about the water tables, the Chesapeake Bay watershed, okay. and also Mount Aries water table as well. So, so you get to know if you're putting those pesticides on your lawn, herbicides, how it's affecting the water table and how long it would take for a drop of water or something to reach the water aquifer down okay. below. So, so Because uh, that's where the town wells would come from, right. where the public water system right. comes or from what aquifers under the ground. Right. Okay. Right. Makes sense. So we have those and then we have the music from four to six. So those musicians, they'll bring their crew there, the people who want to hear them. I did have somebody ask me at yesterday's market, how do I sing up on stage? And it turned out that I knew a connection that he knew. And I was like, wow, that's great. So, so, so I'll try to get him in. And then he happens to be the dad of one of the vendors that's there. So, so it's just really kind of cool. You make those connections as you were talking about. Let's, let's go back and ask a question and move forward again. Is it produce and things I can take home and process and eat and turn into a meal myself? Because you have lots of recipes on the website to use the fresh produce and right. fresh products. Or are there things that I can consume there while I'm watching the yes. music? Yes. So right now through August, we have Campfire Pizza. So he's a brick oven wood-fired pizza. He and his family, it's a family thing, they call it. Five or six family members get together and they produce their pizza. And uh, so that's well-received. I have to ask this question. And so going forward, you touched on it briefly with the musician. How does someone who wants to be part of the market get to be part of the market? I'm sure it's not who you know and how you know, but I'm sure there's a process. Yes, there is. So on the website, and it's updated annually in January, we have the Farmer's Market vendor application. You, we go onto the website, Mount Airy Main Street Farmers Market.org. Go down below the opening photograph and you'll f- see the link for that. It is $20 a market day, or currently the market is 18 market days, so it's $360 for the season. If you pay by a certain date, you get 10% off. So we don't treat our part-time or guest vendors any differently than we would treat our full-time vendors, other than you're not guaranteed the same space. So if you're a producer or a locally grown, even crafts, we have crafts, we have people who repurpose wood. We also have jewelry crafters, or we had this really have had this really neat kids project, entrepreneurial project, where 
They're making Play-Doh. They're using essential oils to add fragrances to the Play-Doh. So it's more like a mind, body, and spirit thing where you open the Play-Doh and you smell those essential oils and then it just gets you into this different mood. So they've created their own little business and they're somewhere between 12 and 14 years old. So you have those entrepreneurial spirits that come into the market as well. So really putting all kinds of connections, all kinds of age groups, all kinds of different things out there. We now know how to become part of this. We know what's there. We know what to do. We know if we want to come and participate, what to do. But I have to ask this because I'm sure there's a connection there. This is happening in the downtown area where Main Street, Mount Airy Main Street Association, MAMSA is there. And you have vendors who have brick and mortar buildings that are mm-hmm. always there. There's farm markets that maybe aren't the farm market that we're talking about, but on the farm markets that live in Mount Airy, mm-hmm. that are orchards that are in the area that produce their own items. How does this all work together? Those farms have been invited to be part of the market. Part of the thing that I'm trying not to do is to poach their business. That makes sense. So this is a, a building thing, right. not a destroying thing. Right, right. So so for downtown Mount Airy, the reason that we're there on a Wednesday, for example, is to bring traffic to downtown Mount Airy. There has been talk, well, why don't you move it to Watkins Park? Well, no, because Nils Farm Market is right across the street. We don't want to affect their business. So with downtown Mount Airy, it's far enough away from the local farmers. And so they don't mind us being there. But if we were in Watkins Park, (laughs) that might be a different story. I've reached out to local farmers within the area and say, you know, do you want to become part of it? No, the part we do, we have our own on-farm market. We're experts in that. That makes sense. So this is a way to bring, it's the entertainment value of it. It's the produce area of it that's not typically found within our community confines. Right. What a wonderful way to end our conversation this morning. Thank you, Alice, for being here and being the market master at Mount Airy, getting all of this set up for us. Thank you. If we want to find more about the market, where's the website we can do? Mountairymainstreetfarmersmarket.org or you can find us on Facebook at Mount Airy Farmers Market. Sounds good. We're going to be looking forward to coming and seeing the market and seeing all the changes, upgrades, and all the different things. Thank you. Thank you for listening and being part of our program and making the connections with us this morning.